Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. All right. Welcome, everybody. You are in the right place. Today, we're going to talk about how registered investment advisory firms can finally get regular weekly referrals from accountants and attorneys. Uh, Who am I? Why should you listen to me? Why are you here? Um, Some of you are here because you got the letter in the mail. Some of you are here because you got the email. Um, We have done this process 83 times um, for over 83 different uh, registered investment advisory firms and financial advisors. So we've figured it out. We've gotten it down to a step-by-step science that I am literally going to share with you today. Um, in case you don't know who I am, I've been in our industry, financial services, I've been written about in Registered Rep and Insurance Newsnet. In the mainstream media, I've been interviewed on NBC and CBS News. I've been written about in Forbes and Inc. Magazine. You're going to see more of us in Inc. Magazine in about a month. I'm not allowed to disclose exactly how just yet, uh, but you're going to see a lot more of us in Inc. Magazine. Um, I've written nine best-selling books along the way, all direct response marketing books, and I've been on the cover of Success Magazine. But it wasn't always like that. Um, It's taken a long journey to get to that point. I want to share with you a little bit about my background so you can kind of see the evolution in what led me to create the process you're about to learn about today. One quick housekeeping item. You need five pieces of paper um, for today's workshop. You need five because we're going to draw something out. I'm going to draw out our exact process. I'm going to give you every step of it. But If you take a screenshot, you won't be able to read my handwriting later. So trust me, you're going to want five pieces of paper and a pen to draw it out with me. Um, I started out, I went to Syracuse University several decades ago, and I went for musical theater. You may not know this, but Syracuse has one of the best musical theater departments in the country. And I went because at the age of 18, my life goal was to be a Broadway star. Well, my stage has changed just a little bit, as you see. And the reason for that is my dad. It was literally the day before Thanksgiving, my freshman year. I'd been at Syracuse a couple months, and I was packing to go home for Thanksgiving break. And my dad called me, and he said, I know we're going to see you in a couple hours, but I got to tell you something. I said, okay, what's up, Dad? And he said, you can't stay there. And I said, I know I'm coming home for Thanksgiving break, no problem. And he said, no, 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 you can't stay at Syracuse. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, well, um, we can't afford it. I was wrong. You have to come home. You have to transfer to a local school. You have to get a part-time job and work. You have to help your mother around the house with chores. There is no loud music and there are no girls over. And we'll see you in a couple hours. Click. And he hung up on me. This is a true story. He will admit this. I called my mother in tears going, mom, I just got here two months ago. I love it. What is dad talking about? And she said, your father got the tuition bill and he's freaking out. Um, Just come home and we'll figure something out. So I went home, not knowing if I was going to have to like go get a U-Haul to get all my stuff back. And nobody mentioned a thing. No one said a word. So I went back to Syracuse at the end of Thanksgiving break and I didn't get called to go home. Um, And I thought I was in the clear until the next semester when my dad got the tuition bill and he did the same thing again. And it happened every single semester. And I realized he was going to keep doing it. So in addition to my musical theater studies, I also made up a degree that didn't exist at the time. I said, there's got to be a better way for families to deal with the high cost of college. And this was decades and decades ago. It's a lot more now. So I created a program between different departments at Syracuse and ended up creating a career for myself as a college financial aid planner, which didn't exist back then. It wasn't a thing. Um, I graduated. I went to work for a Fortune 500 financial services firm called AG Edwards. They got bought out twice. So it's now Wells Fargo. Um, And at AG Edwards, I took my seven. I passed all my exams. And my first day of training, my branch manager says, I'm going to teach you the formula for success in this career. I said, awesome. This is great. I'm young. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to get a Ferrari one day. Um, This is going to be awesome. Tell me the formula. 
And these are the numbers he gave me. And no, this is not from like the Da Vinci Code or something like that. His formula, and again, this is a couple decades ago. So there was no internet, no email, no social media. We had the only ways you could generate prospects back then where you either needed to get referrals, which I had no clients, so I had no referrals. You needed to um, do have the money to do like a direct mail seminar um, from somebody like Response Mail Express, or you needed to use the phone, cold calling. And that's what my branch manager taught me. He said, if you make 300 dials a day, you will talk to 60 people. 45 will hang up on you. 15 of them will let you send them something in the mail. 10 of them are actually blowing you off, but five of them will book appointments with you. Two will blow you off. Three will show up. You're a rookie. You'll close one. If you make 300 dials a day, it should average into one client a day. You do that long enough. You can build a career in this business. So the mantra among the rookies in my our office was 300 dials a day. Keep the branch manager away. If any of you have ever had to cold call for business, give me a, I've been there or I feel your pain in the chat box. Let me know I'm not alone. Been there, been there, been there. You are not alone. I had to do it. Katie says she's been there. Jeff says, yep, sucks for sure. So I hated it. And I was, I was miserable making 300 cold calls a day. I'm like, something has got to change. There's got to be a better way. Well, thankfully, fate intervened. See, along the way, in the span of like a year, this is my wonderful wife, Rebecca. Um, we got married. We bought our first house. That's our first house. And she quit her job to be a stay-at-home mom to our first baby, Max, who's now 16. And I was making crap money, making 300 cold calls a day. And she quit her job. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm the sole breadwinner and I'm cold calling for a living. This does not strike me as the best idea, but she like cried every day. Like, don't make me go back to work. I need to stay home with my baby. And I was a nice guy and I gave in and I said, okay, you can stay home and I'll figure this out. Well, I had the good fortune to start finding and start reading out of desperation marketing books by legendary marketing guru, Dan Kennedy. And I got the on a teleseminar back then, I was able to do a consultation with, I was able to get, I won a consultation with Dan. So I was able to do it and show him what I was doing. And he said, it's not your fault. Everything your industry taught you is wrong. You should not be making cold calls at all. People should be chasing you. You should be, they should be chasing you. They should be seeking you out. And uh, you should be getting regular referrals from professional centers of influence and all these other things. And I said, oh my God, that sounds amazing. How do I do that? And he said, you write me this really big check and I'll change your life. That wasn't his actual pitch. His pitch was much better than that. But I went home to my wife and I said, honey, I need to go borrow more than our entire mortgage on this house to work with let th this guy, Dan, who's going to make me stop cold calling and change my life and blah, 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 blah. And she said, no. So I asked her the next day and she said, no. I asked her the next day. She said, no. I asked her 30 days in a row and her answers, she started inserting profanity going, I thought I told you this yesterday. Um, on day 31, she said, you better pray this shit works. Thank God she did. And thank God it did work. Now, the first thing Dan gave me to do as a homework assignment was to read the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, if you've read Think and Grow Rich, give me a, I've read it in the chat box. Oh, hey, Risley, you made it. Your email said you were out of the office this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Vince has read it, read it, read it, read it. Awesome. If you haven't read it, I would highly suggest go get it. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble for like five or 10 bucks. That's paperback edition. You can download a PDF for free. I've got one. If you want to print it or read it on your iPad, let me know and I'll shoot it to you. So I read Think and Grow Rich. And then the next book Dan gave me after reading Think and Grow Rich was The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. And this one he gave me 16 years ago. Um, I've been working with Dan ever since. And if you read, haven't read The Ultimate Sales Machine, I highly suggest you check it out. My favorite chapter from that book is, Katie hasn't read it. Katie, shoot me an email and I'll shoot you the PDF. No problem. One of the best books of all time. So best book ever, chapter four, right? So the one of my favorite chapter from Ultimate Sales Machine is the best buyer strategy. And if you know the story, bear with me. I'll tell a quick version of it for those of you who haven't read it. Chet Holmes at the time was advertising manager at a magazine company. And the magazine was owned by a publishing company that was owned by Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway. And Chet said the magazine was in dead last in its industry for advertising revenue. 
And they were like, you got to make this a success or we're going to close the magazine. So Chet said to his research staff, again, no internet, let's figure this out. He said, let's make a list of everyone who advertises in every other magazine that's our competitor. And they came up with a list of about 2,683 advertisers, all the way from like a one-line classified ad to giant full-page spreads. And Chet said, I don't want to go after everybody. Let's go after the top 100 advertisers in the industry. And every month, he sent them something in the mail, and he picked up the phone and called them. First month, he got nothing. Second month, he got nothing. Six months in, nothing. Month seven, he finally landed his first advertiser. In 18 months, he had doubled his magazine's revenue and gotten to the point where it was now number one in the industry. It was the biggest magazine in the industry. And Warren Buffett called and said, is what you're doing legal? And Chet said, yes. Well, I had an epiphany when I read that book. And I said, that was great. And that made Chet's career. And he's since done, he's passed away. Um, and I'm doing a live panel next Friday with his daughter and Jay Abraham and Rich Sheffrin. Um, It's gonna be absolutely amazing. All about this strategy. But Chet, since has gone on, he was part, business partner with Tony Robbins. He did all kinds of amazing things. But when Dan had me read the book and I learned the Dream 100 strategy, I said, wait a second. Chet did this 30, 40 years ago. He had letters in the phone. I said, we've got new technology now. We've got social media. We've got a whole lot of other things. And most importantly, I took it to a new level because Chet went after directly the clients he wanted. I said in financial services, what if we used a process just like this on the referral sources we wanted to get referrals from who never refer, right? Accountants, attorneys rarely ever refer. What if I could change the model and get them to actively refer every single week? So that the invention of that process that I'm about to teach you got me nominated by Dan Kennedy for his prestigious Marketer of the Year Award three years in a row, because I kept innovating, I kept iterating, and we've made it even better than the last time I won in 2015. And here's the crazy part. I'm the only person he's ever nominated three years in a row. And in 2016, they didn't have the contest anymore. Um, I don't know if I broke it. (laughs) They said, we don't want to nominate Seth again. We'll just stop doing the contest that year. But anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. If you are a financial advisor, a registered investment advisor, or an IAR of an RIA, or you're in the, or an insurance agent, if you're in financial services, you are in the right place. This will work for you. Now it will take time. It takes about 30 minutes a week to run this process. If you let us do it for you a little bit more, if you do it yourself, um, which I will teach you how to do. And so skip a game of Thrones episode. Um, my wife and I are current. I'm, it's funny. I went from having like no TV shows to watch to so to a bunch. I watch outlander, and the new and just like that version of Sex in the City with my wife every week. And I am binging um, Silo because um, I read the books and love that they made a TV series out of it. They've significantly changed it. And I also watch Swagger on Apple TV, which is absolutely awesome. But anyway, it takes 30 minutes a week. Give up one TV show. You can do it. And you got to be coachable. I will literally teach you our exact process. You got to follow it. So let's dive right in. So get a piece of paper and a pen because you are going to draw with me. So let's start. Again, I'm a lousy visual artist. You're about to discover if you don't already know that. So here's what I want you to draw. We're going to draw the same framework five times, but what goes in the framework is going to be different every time. The framework is a big box with three arrows pointing out of it, pointing to littler boxes. What goes in the boxes? So you're going to do that five times. What goes in every box is going to change. Put, I'm with you. I got my five boxes, my my first sheet of four boxes done. Say I'm with you so I know you drew it and I'm ready and I can start filling it in. Katie's with me. Jeffrey's with me. Awesome. Okay. Emma's with me. Awesome. Here we go. So the first thing that goes in the first box is the word define. D-E-F-I-N-E. That's what that's supposed to say. Now, we're going to go from the bottom up. The first thing I need to define is your target market. Who is your ideal client? Now, don't feel bad. Most RIAs normally get this wrong. They get it wrong in that they do what their industry has taught them, but they don't define it tightly enough. So, for example, a lot of RIAs, when I ask this question on calls every single day, will say baby boomers with money. 
Or maybe they've got a minimum AUM fee, right? Maybe Risley says, I only deal with accounts of a million dollars and up. I'm making that up, Risley. It's been a while since you and I talked. So who is your target market? We've got to define that because in order for this to work, I got to know who I'm going after. And then I've got to move to the next level up. After I've defined my target market, I need to know who influences them. Who else sees my target market, but isn't my competition? I like to call it my co-opetition, right? If I'm a financial advisor, which I am, my ideal clients also have an accountant. They also have a lawyer. They also have an insurance agent. They've got a, they might have a mortgage broker. If they're a business owner, they might have a commercial real estate agent. They might have a commercial private banker. They might have a payroll company. You kind of think one level up. And then once I've identified who those influencers are, I need to know where they are. I have to be able to find a way to reach them, right? If my end user target market um, is 80-year-old arthritic widows, I'm making this up, then you're not necessarily going to find them on TikTok, right? They're not on TikTok yet. They're still on Facebook. So Facebook might be the place to get them or more better direct mail. So let me know, this is your first page, which is step number one, which is define target market, who influences them and where they are. If you've got that, say, I've got this in the chat box so I can move on to the next one. Katie's got it. Risley's got it. Awesome. Jeffrey's got it. So once I've defined, the next thing I need to do is I need to reach out. Now, I'm not just going to go to that accountant, that attorney and say, hey, give me referrals. It won't work. I actually know an accountant who is one of my business partners, and he had a financial advisor the other day show up in his office who we had never met and say, I just want to drop off a stack of my business cards in case you have clients who need a financial advisor. You could hand them out for me. And he was like, I don't know you. We've never met. Get out of my office. That does not work. So what are we going to do to get in with, for example, these accountants, these lawyers, whoever it is we want referrals from. Um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to comment three times a week on their social media. So maybe every Monday I comment on their Facebook post. Maybe every Wednesday I comment on their LinkedIn status update. Maybe every Friday I comment on their Twitter tweet, if they've got Twitter. I'm doing that so I start showing up in their newsfeed. Then I'm not going to leave it there. I'm also going to write them a five-star review on every platform they're on. So I endorse them on LinkedIn for some skills. Maybe I write them a five-star Facebook or Google review. Again, I'm not hiring them. I don't. I can't say that their service is great, but I can say they're a good thought leader. They're always posting great content. They're inspirational, whatever it is. And then once I've done that, they're going to start recognizing my name in their newsfeed every single week. And they're going to wonder... Um, who this nice lady Katie is, who is always saying such positive things about them. My wife is, I have made her a social media influencer. She's got a couple million views on her Facebook Live. She's a parenting and marriage therapist. And her top 20 or 30 commenters, the people who comment every single time she posts anything, she knows them by name. She knows their kids' names. She knows their husband's names. She knows what their issues are. She has messaged back and forth with them. Like, she recognizes their name because they are so wonderful and supportive in her community. You want to build the same thing, but you want to be that supportive person. So once I've done all that and they recognize my name in their newsfeed multiple times, I am then going to reach out and send either a direct message or an email. If I can find that accountant, that lawyer's email address, I want to send an email because it's direct and I don't have to worry about them checking a different platform. I know they're on their email every day. Um, but if I can't find that, I'll send a direct message in Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever platform they're most active on. So step two is reach out. If you're good with reach out, say I'm good in the chat box. So I know I can move on to the next one. Jeffrey says he's good. Katie says she's good. Awesome. Okay. So we defined our target market and who influences them and where they are. We reached out. We warmed them up with some social media comments and reviews. Now we're sending a direct message in an email to engage them. Step three is engage. What am I going to do to engage them? What email or direct message am I going to send that's going to get them to say yes? So 
I am going to ask them, I'm going to invite them to be interviewed on my audio video podcast. Congratulations. You are all now podcasters. Don't worry if you've never done a podcast before, you don't even know how to spell podcast. It's a radio show on your phone. Think of it like that. So I said audio video because the video is going to be used as clips for social media and go to my YouTube channel. You now have a YouTube channel if you don't already. The audio is going to go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, Pandora, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon, and Audible. Everywhere. Now, I'm going to pretend, Katie, I just interviewed you on my Sharkpreneur podcast. My co-host is Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. Katie, if I interview on the Sharkpreneur podcast and everybody else, you can answer along with Katie on her behalf. Katie, if I interview you on Sharkpreneur, are you going to forget about it and ignore it? Or are you going to tell the world you were on my show? Everybody else, what would Katie do? Do you think she's going to forget about it? Or do you think she's going to tell the world? Katie says, no way I would tell the world. Absolutely right. Now, here's the question. Why are you going to tell the world? Put an answer in chat about why is Katie, Katie going to tell everybody that she was on my show? Jeffrey gives you credibility. You are absolutely right. It's an ego stroke. She's promoting herself. Her gets her name out there. Accreditation. Accreditation. Risley says good PR and credibility. You are all 100% right. I'm going to make it really easy for Katie to do all of that. I am going to give her all of the social media assets she needs. I'm going to give her videograms, video clips. I'm going to give her audio clips. I'm going to give her graphics. I'm going to give her hashtags. I'm going to give her links. I'm going to give her the words to post. So literally all she has to do is hit copy, paste, post, copy, paste, send. And Katie Beth is going to tell her world, her social media networks, her email list of clients and prospects. She's going to tell them all, look at me. I was on Sharkpreneur with Seth and Kevin. She's bragging about herself, but she's taking me along for the ride and she doesn't even realize it. We're going to talk about how to change that and make it even better in just a minute. So once she's bragged about being on the show, I am also going to take my top 10 to 12 interviews and turn them into a physical bookstore book, literally a published paperback or hardcover book. And I'm going to work some marketing magic and get that book to the top of Amazon so that she can say she is now in a best-selling book with Seth and Kevin. Now, when I release that book and Katie's in it, is Katie going to ignore me or is Katie going to tell the entire world all over again, hey, go check out this book. I'm in it. She's going to tell the world all over again, promoting herself, taking me along for the ride. That's step three. That's how you engage. But so far, Katie's bragged about herself being on the podcast. She's bragged about herself being in the book. I need to convert that relationship into one where Katie brags directly about me. And I'm going to switch Katie. We're going to pretend we're going to switch over. We're going to have Risley be the demonstrator here. So Risley, you just promoted that you were in my podcast. Now you promoted that you were in, in my book. I now need to do step four, which is I need to activate that relationship. I need to get Risley to say to the world, hey, Seth's awesome. Go check him out. He's been telling everybody else, look at me. I was on the show. Look at me. I'm in the book. Now I need to get him to say, hey, clients, you should go work with Seth. And in this example, I'm an RAA or whatever. So how do I get, how do I activate that relationship? Well, I'm not just going to leave it at the podcast. I am going to send swag. I'm going to send swag. I am going to send Risley a tumbler. This is not plastic. This is not cheap. This is metal. Makes a handy murder weapon. In this case, this is Ross. Ross is the host of the show, and Joelle Jump was his guest. Joelle gets this tumbler that sits on her desk, and every day when she drinks her coffee, she thinks of Ross. It sits on her desk, and people come in and meet with her and ask her about it, because what mug do you have on your desk that has a picture on it that you're on with somebody else, and it's not your kid's? Right. I have mugs that my kids have made me when the back when, you know, when they were in elementary school, but nobody has one of these. But that's not enough. I, well, if I don't do a tumbler, I could do a mug. I was on this show. Look at that. Gary sent me a mug with me being on it. Send a card. Again, I'm sending, I as the show host that I'm trying to get referrals from Risley, I am sending. I'm sending a Tumblr, I'm sending a card. And then guess what? 
I am also going to trip. I am going to send Risley a warm and fuzzy something in the mail, snail mail, every single two weeks. So twice a month, he's going to get some type of card in the mail from me. And then the other two weeks, he's going to get a physical gift. I'm not going to send him 27 different mugs. Maybe I send him a journal. Maybe I send him a book I liked. Maybe I send him a box of chocolates, bag of popcorn. So literally every two weeks, he's getting something in the mail from me going, man, I love that guy, Seth. He's always sending me something. I never know what he's going to do next. He's just a good guy. Now, you want to be careful and not do too much. And here's what I mean by too much. When we originally created this part of the system, I had just read Jonathan Rulin's book, Giftology, and I got all obsessed. And I started sending people $300 engraved Cutco knives, right? They're beautiful. I've also, <laughs> a client sent me one and I actually cut myself on it and had to go to the urgent care and get stitches all over this finger um, because they're that sharp, um, which is why my wife now says in our house, we like dull knives. So I sent the Cutco knives and people called me upset. They were like, I feel like you're trying to bribe me. This is too nice. I can't accept this. What do you want that you would send me this gift? It backfired. So we got rid of the Cutco knives and we went to small items like a book, a journal, a a thing of food, something small, 20 bucks, 10 bucks. No one's ever complained. It worked because it's small enough that they appreciate it, the gesture. It's something physical. It's a present they're not expecting. And it wasn't so ostentatious and so expensive that they feel bad for getting it. And then one of the other offer, well, one of the other things we send them is we send them a snail mail magazine every other month. Now that magazine, you don't have to write, has your picture as the show host on it, your logo, your contact information, has a letter from you on the inside front cover, has your business cards built in. Has your ad on the back inside cover, you can make it, and the back cover, you can make it say whatever you want. So we're adding all of this goodwill to the point where they get touched literally 32 times in 12 months. It's not going to take 12 months before you start getting referrals. And I'll show you how next. Because what happens is you build up so much reciprocity and so much goodwill that literally on step four or five, usually a couple of weeks into the drip, the person will reply and they will say, Risley, I feel like you're my new best friend. I can't believe all the stuff you send me. This is so nice of you. What can I do for you? And we just happen to have an answer, which is step five. So where did my piece of paper go? Step number five is monetize because we have to turn that relationship into money. Now, once that accountant, once that lawyer says, Risley, Katie, Ron, what can I do for you? This is so nice of you. What can I do for you? That answer is going to, what you answer with is going to depend on how you generate leads. So it could be you want that accountant or that lawyer um, to send an email to their database, driving them to your website. It could be, maybe you've got a white paper, Maybe you've got a lead magnet. Maybe you've got a video you want them to watch. Maybe you're doing a seminar and you want them to come to drive their clients to attend your seminar, which is a great strategy. Maybe you want to offer them an analysis of their, a risk analysis of their portfolio, whatever it is. We get the accountant and lawyer who now is indebted to you and wants to help you and wants to do something for you to drive their people to some mechanism by which his clients become leads for you. That's step five, which is monetize. There are three ways, three things you need to monetize any lead, whether it comes from this system or something else that you did. First one is you need to capture their contact information, right? If you were pets.com and you spent $20 million on Super Bowl ad and you drove people to a website and they didn't sign up for your service, you wasted a lot of money and you eventually get acquired by amazon.com, which is what happened to pets.com. So we need to make some type of irresistible offer so that the prospect raises their hand and gives you their contact information and says, yes, this is what I want. So that offer could be attend a workshop. That offer could be attend a webinar like this one. That offer could be get a consultation, get a strategy session, get an analysis, 
watch a video, download a white paper, whatever it is. We need some mechanism to capture their contact information. And then we need to connect with them. We need to deliver what we promised to get their contact information. And then we need to drip on them. We need to send an automated multimedia follow-up sequence. So you're not chasing anybody. You don't even touch them until they physically come in your office or they make an appointment with you. Now, I want as many forms of media to touch them with as possible. So I want their email. I want their cell phone number to send them text messages and to send automated voice messages. And if I can get it, I want their direct mail so I can physically send them something in the mail. Right? A number of you are here because you got one, two, three different letters in the mail from me. One had a worry doll attached to it. One had a round to it attached to it. Those were all designed to get your attention. It worked because you're here. It works the same way with your prospect. It doesn't matter if they are a multi-seven-figure business owner. People are people and respond to the same things. We might need to change what we send, but lumpy mail, three-dimensional mail works. Because if you think about it, you are probably like me. You probably sort your mail over the recycling bin. And you probably toss out, you look, the first thing you do as you flip through it is what can I toss out? Well, if it stands out because it's thicker, because it's lumpy, because it's got something in it, it piques your curiosity. You want to open it. You want to see what's in there. And then once I've captured them, once I've connected with them, I am dripping on them to get them to a conversion event because you ultimately want to get them to the point where they can become a client of yours. And how you do that is dependent on how you run your business, right? You, in my college financial planning practice, which I still own and still operate, um, the first call is a college financial aid analysis. We crunch their numbers. We tell them what their expected family contribution is. We run an analysis, a projection of their schools and tell them how much money we can save them. Or if we can't save them any money, we tell them and we part ways, no harm, no foul. But I built that business to national prominence using this exact strategy. We have, thanks to this strategy, over 5,000 high school counselors nationwide, guidance counselors who send us referrals. They send us their families. We have SAT prep coaches who send us referrals. We have other financial advisors who don't do financial aid planning who send us their clients. All because of this process and the relationships we built. So let me give you some proof it works other than me. This is Chris. I'm going to let Chris talk for just a minute. Hey there. Chris Flaming here, co-founder of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. I'm also the host of the Confident Retirement Podcast with shows airing weekly. We help everyday people with sufficient assets prepare for and transition into a confident state of financial independence so they can focus on what they value most. Um, we originally hired Market Domination to create a podcast and a book in order to open many more channels for, of opportunity for networking and client acquisition, partnering with the professionals that we have on the show. And so far, Seth and his team have completely delivered on every phase of the project. Um, by nature, I typically go into most things with very low expectations, but I have been absolutely impressed and pleasantly surprised. My kids even think that I'm famous now because um, I'm on YouTube. So Seth and his team have listened to my feedback. They're available for questions. They're prompt in their follow-up and keep to the schedule that we've agreed upon. Um, I think a project like the one that I'm doing has a ramp-up time to results, and I feel like we are laying the groundwork now that is going to pay large dividends in the future because we're using a purposeful process. Now, I believe in it so much that I've agreed to partner with them for another year of podcasts and another book, utilizing the team at Market Domination. They truly have this down to a science. It's worth checking them out if you're stuck or stagnant in how you currently acquire new clients. Good luck and be well. Uh, I see some comments in the chat box. Um, do, 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 I have an appointment. I didn't get anything in the mail. My office manager knows you and insisted we meet. Um, <laughs> thank you, Katie. That's awesome. All right. This is Chris's show, The Confident Retirement. He's interviewed all kinds of amazing people that we've gotten him. Uh, Martha Shedden on the left, 
is the president of the National Association of Registered Social Security Analysts. Um, so Martha's telling her list of social security analysts of tens of thousands of accountants, huge boost for Chris. Um, Maria is an estate planning attorney. We are actually producing a live speaking event for Chris next month. He's doing a divorce industry summit. He's got nine or 10 different divorce professionals who are all promoting it um, to that virtual speaking event. It's going to drive him a ton of relationships and a ton of referrals. Uh, this is David Braun. Um, David says, I gave three copies of the book to every participant with a letter explaining how to use order more. And he did a lunch with all of the people. He did a seminar with every person who he put in the book from the podcast. And every person then brought clients to that event. How'd you like to have a seminar with, you know, a hundred referrals from accountants and attorneys, and you didn't have to pay any advertising costs to fill that room. Um, he says, you got me in front of accountants and attorneys. I otherwise never could have met. I've already gotten referrals and business from them. My book isn't even done yet. I'm very happy with my results so far. Um, this is Cliff Locke's show, Private Equity Profits. Cliff wanted to get in front of the private equity for partners, venture capitalists, and investment bankers. His business is a little, his financial services business is a little bit different. Um, Sasha Grutman, CEO of Middlemarch Partners. Beatrice Mitchell, she's in the top 25 women in private in, in mergers and acquisition. I'll let Cliff talk real quick, then we'll keep going. Hi, this is Cliff Locks from Investment Capital Growth and the co-host of the Private Equity Profits Podcast. It's been a pleasure hiring and working with the team at Market Domination to create strategic marketing programs that build on my brand, deliver visibility, and the most important asset, trust. With the private equity firms and clients who are very high and ultra high net worth individuals and their family offices. The team at Market Domination does all the work. They provided a well thought out plan to create a global podcast where I interview the thought leaders who manage large portfolios in the range of 30 million to 3 billion in assets for very high and ultra high net worth individuals and their family offices. I personally have completed 22 podcast interviews to date and counting. I'm looking forward to starting a second podcast to help executives become multimillionaires using their skills and passion for scaling their own successful businesses. So yes, the marketing programs work well and are very scalable on a local, national, and international level. If you're looking to take your sales and marketing to a new higher level, build further trust, visibility, and you're passionate about delivering a high quality message, work with Seth Green and his team at Market Domination. You'll be glad you did. So a lot of folks ask, and there's no pitch today. I don't have any, and there's nothing, so there's nothing for you to buy today, um, just so you know. A lot of advisors have said, how much money will this make in my actual practice? So I'd like, we built a calculator that literally does that. It literally calculates for you how much you can make in your practice. I just put the link in the chat box if you want to click on it and go take the oil well calculator. This is what the page looks like. So you're on the right page if you see this. It asks you a couple questions. If we get you in front of 50 warm referral oil wells, 50 professional centers of influence, and we send them five value bombs, what percentage referral rate should we show? And you can change the number and put in whatever number you think might be appropriate. Um, our average is actually higher than 60%, but I wanted to be conservative. Then the next question is, how many referrals per person should we show? Right? How many referrals do you think now, if I can get that accountant, that lawyer to email and snail mail something out to their entire client base on your behalf, how many leads do you think you might generate? And then, of course, what's your close rate on referred leads? If an accountant or a lawyer tells their client they should work with you, how many of those are you going to close? Uh, I would hope it's higher than 70%, but again, trying to be conservative. And then it's going to ask you, how much is a client worth to you in the first year? I know it's going to vary. Um, some of you, it's AUM fees. Some of you charge separate fees for the financial plan. Some of you also write insurance and annuities, so it could vary. But your average client first year revenue, what is that number? Then it'll ask you where you want your results, and then it will spit out a dollar amount of how much this process should generate for you. And while you're calculating that, I'm going to let Riley talk about his exact results that he had um, working with us. Hey guys, Riley Meek here with the King's Council. I actually had hired Seth Green in Market Domination to, to run my very first podcast, the Sales Conversion Podcast. And uh, they they basically ran everything from me from, from the setup to 
uh, posting the show and uh, promoting it, all the assets and everything there. And from that podcast alone, I'd actually generated uh, over seven figures by implementing really a ninja level strategy on getting the right people on the show uh, that I was able to to you know make offers on on, on the back end to ultimately, uh, as I mentioned, make seven figures that very first year in which I started that that podcast uh, a couple years ago. And so from there, it's just growing and growing. And uh, absolutely great experience working with Seth in market domination. All right. So if you had a chance, what was the number that showed up in the box when you filled out the oil well calculator? Has anybody filled it out yet and is willing to share it? Put that in a chat box. Be curious to see what it says. Make sure it's accurate. Um, This is one specifically going after accountants. Hey, this is Paul Partridge from uh, HaydenRock.com. Just wanted to uh, take two minutes to say uh, what our experience has been on the uh, podcast. We have one called the Accounting Success Podcast, and um, we've had a number of really great guests. People seem to be thrilled to uh, just to be asked to be on it. So that part is great. It's been great for uh, us getting our word out. But kind of on the results side, our book is about uh, a month from being published and before it's even published, we already have uh, clients that are signing up uh, from the podcast. So in terms of return on investment, we'll already have fees in excess of anything we paid, certainly to Seth and uh, his team, before the book even gets published. So we're way ahead of the game. We feel like we're only in the second or third inning. And so by the time we get to uh, inning number nine, it's going to be even better. But um, the, it's off to a great start, and we couldn't be happier. Uh, question. Kate got 2160000 Yeah, that's probably right. Congratulations. Well, you'll have a hack of an ROI. Uh, so, so far, we talked about we talked about the five principles, D-R-E-A-M. Notice it spelled something out. Define, engage, reach out, activate, monetize. D-R-E-A-M spells dream. We call it the dream 50 process because we do one center of influence a week for 50 weeks in a row. And we talked about those five principles to generate professional referrals. I hope you get at least this one thing. Stop trying to market your practice yourself. Get others to do it for you. And this is the process by which they will promote your practice. Because again, they start out promoting themselves. They start out bragging about themselves. And then we build up so much reciprocity and goodwill that they actually volunteer to do something for you. If you just went straight into an accountant or lawyer and tried to get referrals, it won't work. They will say they don't refer. They can't risk their reputation. They have lots of advisors who send them business, so they can't send their referrals to any particular one advisor. They have all kinds of excuses to justify their paranoia and the reason why they don't refer. And the reason they have all that excuses and all that paranoia is because they did refer once or more than once, but they got burned. And their client ended up mad at them and they looked bad because that relationship for that advisor didn't work out. And ever since then, they have said, I'm never referring again. I'm not risking it. So we've got to get over that by getting them to in the habit of bragging about themselves, which they already are, and then build up enough reciprocity and goodwill that they are then willing to do something for you. So how many of you are excited about what we're talking about? Give me a, I'm excited in the chat box. Let me know you're with me. Give me a, I'm excited. Katie's excited about her 2.16 million coming in. Katie says, LOL. Vince is excited. Awesome. Everybody excited, excited, excited. Awesome. Beautiful. However, you might feel like this guy, right? You might feel like a little bit like you're drinking from a fire hose because we're throwing a ton of information at you in a short period of time. But I hope you see there's a light at the end of the tunnel that this could possibly work better than anything else that's in our industry. And I've done the other programs in our industry. I'm not going to name, there's one or two that suggest that you convince the accountant, for example, to get securities license so you can share fees. And I actually did marketing for that company and for some of their members. And they, a lot of them were, it does work, but it might take you six months to a year to get one relationship because no accountant or attorney I know who's not already licensed wants to get licensed. And that's one heck of a sales job to build up a relationship to the point where they're actually willing to take another test. You know, the accountant who sends me the greatest, who sends me referrals every week said, oh man, I would never want to get licensed. I swore after I passed my CPA exam, I would never take another test. 
And that's norm, that, that's the normal mindset. So how do you make this all happen? Well, again, there's no, I have no, there's no sales pitch today. Let me tell you who you need to make this happen. You need a copywriter. You need a graphic designer. You need audio and video editors. You need a social media content person. You need a two-time Emmy award-winning ghostwriter, a two-time Emmy award-winning interview coach. You need a project manager to supervise all of these people. You need a podcast producer. You need a book launch team. You need a direct mail expert. Ah, you need a relationship director and a web designer. I know because that's who we have on staff. Those are all the people we have on staff who deliver this service when we do it done for you and do all the work. So it's a total payroll. Guess how I know? $894,705. I'm going to share with you in just a second what comes next. Um, this is Alex Mondozian. Alex is the founder of marketingonline.com. He is known as the Warren Buffett of the internet because he's made over $400 million online. Hey, it's Alex Mondosian from marketingonline.com. We are at a big event here with internet marketers, and it's tough to meet people in the crowd, and people usually don't stick out, except for one person that I'm going to endorse right here and right now. Seth Green knows his stuff, not only as a fellow podcaster and having a web TV show and knowing how to deliver content, but he knows how to do it for you. He's done it for me, he's done it for others, and I trust him with my clients customers and members and I'm not gonna let him talk because this is my show for him but if you want to get taken out of the crowd and be seen and be heard don't be a best-kept secret I know I'm pontificating but I'm telling you hire this guy because he knows what he's doing and he's got the right team Alex Mondosian hire set okay so if you'd like it done for you without the eight hundred ninety four thousand seven hundred five dollars in payroll I'll show you how in just a second. This is obviously Kevin from Shark Tank. I'm going to let him talk real quick. Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, inventor of the infomercial and original shark on the hit TV show Shark Tank. I'm here to talk about my weekly podcast, Sharkpreneur. I really love doing my weekly podcast, and Seth Green and his team do an amazing job. Uh, they actually do almost all the work, okay? I just show up, hang out get to meet amazing people every single week. And I just want to say you should tune in to Sharkpreneur. And, you know, I love going there because I never know who's going to be there on a week-to-week -week basis. So thanks for being there today. Now, one thing Kevin said is not true. He does know who his guests are going to be. He just does not always read the emails that his assistant prints out from us that tell him who he's interviewing. So you're not allowed to do that. You have to actually read the emails that your producer will send you so that you know who you're interviewing and you have the questions to ask. So if you want to talk about how this will work in your practice and how you can have it all done for you and not do any of the work yourself except the initial interview, you can grab what I call our Dream 50 strategy session. Now we are, this is important, we are area exclusive. We can only work with one advisor, one RIA, one practice per city. So for example, I am a college financial planner. I would not allow our marketing firm to do this for another college financial planner here in Western New York because there'd be overlap and it would defeat the purpose. I would not now, if there was a financial advisor here who was local who wanted to go after a different target market, you know, than affluent parents with high school age kids, that's totally fine with me. I don't care, but I'm going to protect myself against any competition and you should too. So in order to take advantage of that, you've got to be doing over a million dollars a year in revenue. If you go to uh, the yourdream50session.com forward slash session dash bonus, I will put that link in the chat box and you can go ahead and fill that form out on that site. You will know you are in the right place because I'll show you what that page looks like. That page looks like this. You'll know you're in the right place. You're going to fill the form out and hit click to register. You're not buying anything. You're not committing to anything. You are just saying, hey, I'd like to have another conversation about how this could specifically work in my practice. Um, if you have questions before, and again, there's no sales pressure on that call. That's not the way we do business here, I promise. If you've got questions before, you want to ask me directly before you do that, I will toss my cell in the chat. Um, I will let you know I'm on the East Coast and my kids are 16, 14, and 10. Um, and my son gets up early for football and my daughter gets up early for lacrosse camp. So depending on what time you text me, um, give me 24 hours to get back to you. 
want to share a couple other examples. Uh, this is Gary Helt, the accountant I mentioned, who sends me all of his referrals for college planning. And he says, I've been working with Seth and his team for a year and a half. It's working very well for my business. I'm a CE, CPA that does proactive tax planning for high net worth individuals and business owners. I've had Seth's team produce a weekly podcast, publish an Amazon bestselling book, create a college planning seminar and create leads off of all of these that have become good business for me. I believe this is the best money you have spent for marketing. Gary and I actually started a whole separate business together, helping advisors generate leads of affluent clients for Gary's unique tax strategies. Um, it's worked so well, it's literally now paying him more than he paid us to build it. And he gets a positive ROI every single month. That's a whole separate conversation. Um, let's open it up for Q&A. And we'll go from there. So type your questions in the chat box. All right, first question. How do you get this through compliance? The 800 pound, right, the elephant in the room. So here's the good news. We've done this for 83 different advisors and RAAs, and we have never had a compliance issue. Even at some of the arguably more paranoid firms where they have the more conservative compliance department, we've been able to get it through because the content is static, right? The podcast interview questions can be approved in advance. The video, the audio, the edited transcript can all be approved. The book gets approved before it gets published. Literally, everything can be approved and it doesn't change. Um, the only issue we've ever had is we've had one firm in 16 years that said, we don't want you airing it on these platforms where we can't control the comments. Like we could just delete them. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not going to let our advisor post this on Facebook. You can put it, you know, we can't, they wouldn't let them do Facebook or YouTube. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Can the accountant post it? Cause we don't have any control over what the accountant does. And they were like, fine with that. They just didn't want the advisor to post it to their social media platforms, which we worked around and it ended up working out. Can you show me a copy of a book? Sure. Example of a book. Uh, here, this is Keeping What's Yours, How to Avoid Common Mistakes That Can Cost Your Business, number one on Amazon. Uh, Steve works specifically with uh, business owners. That's his book. It's physical, bookstore, real book. Uh, this is one of Riley's books. Riley's are a little shorter. How long is the book? Um, normally 10 to 12 interviews will fill a book and you'll end up with a book that's probably 150, 200 pages. It is a real book. Other questions. What's going to happen on the call? Number one, um, it's either going to be with me or Carl, my right-hand guy. Um, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about your practice. And then we'll probably do a second call where we come back and say, here, it might even be, here's how it would work for your specific RIA. Like we want to know who is your ideal client, who are your ideal influence, micro influencers in your local, your market, et cetera. But it's, there's no hardcore sales pitch. What if we have multiple areas of target markets? Katie, that's an interesting question. Um, can you give me any? So the answer is maybe. So I'll give you an example and then maybe you can type your example in the chat box. So we have a firm right now that is doing two different things with their podcast. One, they're in like three different cities. They have offices in three cities and they're using the Dream 50 process to build relationships with accountants and attorneys in those cities. The other half of what they're doing is they're looking to grow by acquisition. So they gave us, we built them a list of about a couple hundred different RAAs they were interested in targeting according to their criteria. So half their interviews are with accountants and lawyers. The other half are interviews with RIA, the founders of RIAs, that they want to interview on the show, learn, hey, do we like those people? Do we want to talk about buying their RIA? So we just need to build an umbrella, a container, a title and branding for the podcast broad enough to cover more than one market. But Katie, I could answer that more specifically if you could type in the chat box, like what you're, what you're thinking about. We've gotten that question before. We have enough, I mean, it depends. Um, the target market can be as narrow as you want. Like, for example, we have Ross's show. Um, Ross specifically works with dentists. He's nationwide, but he's specifically with dentists. So that's who he has dentists and dentist influencers, people who serve the dental community on his show. His show actually got acquired um, by, it works so well, it got acquired by a group 
that has, it's a membership organization with a hundred thousand dentists in it. And he's now like the preferred provider for them, which is absolutely awesome. I can't promise that you're going to get bought. Your podcasting get bought by someone. The, the goal is not to make you Joe Rogan. Um, the goal is to build your relationships. Okay. Katie, I do a lot of advanced estate planning and help with executors on complex estates near and dear to me. The other half is faith-based financial planning and investment management. I'm passionate about educating clients on how to do things the right way and not leave money on the table. You and I are also in the same market area. Katie, you are not a college financial aid planner. So that's fine with me. Uh, There's no overlap. Um, We're not marketing trying to get estate planning cases. We're not marketing money management. Our claim to fame, what we do is negotiate college financial aid. That's fine. You're not overlapping with me. Um, So let's think about how do we address both markets? So you've got faith-based money management and estate planning. I think those could go together. I think you could do it. I think not every episode has to be on the same topic, right? I think you could certainly have, so on the faith-based side, I'm making this up on the spot, flying without a safety net. You could interview like, church leaders, clergy leaders, rabbis, imams. You could interview people talking about how they implement their faith in their everyday life. You could interview business owners who are written about, let's say, in the Buffalo News or Business First who did something great and, you know, hey, I donated this money to to the church. I donated this money to charity. And you could talk to them about their legacy. And then I think you could build an umbrella title for the show that would encompass both estate planning and faith-based financial planning. I think you could, t- you could totally do that. Perfect. I'm 60% setting up and managing trust. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, Katie, totally work. Um, other questions. When you say your company does all the work, if we do the done-for-you version, what does that mean? Thank you for the question. So that means that literally all you have to do is you will show up once after it's up and running, we have to do all the work to build it. But once it's up and running, you will show up for 30 minutes a week on zoom and do an interview of someone we book for you and read the questions we write for you. If you can show up on zoom, which you've already done because you're here today and you can read because you read the invitation, you could do a podcast. It's a conversation, right? Don't think it's a formal interview. I got to be Oprah or I got to be Barbara Walters. You interview people every day, every fact find meeting you have, you're interviewing someone. Same thing. I mean, you're not asking the lawyer or the accountant how much money they've got, but it's just an interview. It's just you asking questions. Then what we do want you to do in addition to that is we want you to do the second call. We're going to build up that reciprocity and goodwill. And that accountant or that lawyer is going to say, what can I do to help you? You're going to have another conversation with them about what they can do. We've got a process for that call. We internally call that a show me the money call. Don't tell them that. But if you follow our process for that, you will convert at a very high level, a good percentage of those people, those accountants, those lawyers, whoever, who will say, yes, I will send out whatever to my client base. So once you're doing both of those in a week, then your total time commitment, hour a week. Again, it's not much. We do everything else. We do the booking. We do the research. We do the marketing to them. Um, we do the creation of the content. We create the social media content. We edit the video and the audio. We host it. We syndicate it. We publish it. Um, we do the book. Um, we do the weekly social media content for the show, around the show. We do the drip marketing to get them to say yes, to want to do stuff with you. We do all of it. Any other questions? No one wants. I'm scared of the cost. <laughs> Don't think about the cost, Katie. Think about the ROI. So we showed you a whole number of examples of people who made way more than they paid us. And we even showed like Paul who said, hey, the book isn't even done yet. We already got all our money back. We already got a positive ROI. We had David whose book wasn't done yet. You know, whose book came out, already had business that paid his cost. We had Riley who's generated, you know, multiple seven figures uh, using this process. So is it cheap? No. Because again, there's a team of like 46 people who work here to do all the work. But can you get the ROI out of it? You absolutely can. You have to follow the process. You have to let us do our jobs and you have to actually hold up your end of the bargain and with those relationships, right? If we get that accountant attorney to be on the show and follow our process and like, oh, this is awesome. And then you disappear forever and don't let us drip on them and don't have another call with them and never talk to them, it won't work right? You will get out of this, what you put into it. We will do our parts. You got to do yours. If you will do yours, which is, you know, we do like 95%, you do 5%. If you'll do the 5%, it'll work. But think about it. It is less probably than the cost 
then you're paying that for like two employees, maybe. I'm, I'm guessing. Then you get an entire team for less than the cost of, you know, a couple employees and they're all subject matter experts in what they do. Like our graphic designers, all they do is graphic design all day. Um, our writers write all day. They're experts at what they do. You don't have to recruit them, hire them, train them, learn any of that because we've already figured this out. We've already turned it in, as Riley said, got it down to a science. Any other questions? I mean, think about it. Make up a number in your head. Go, how much business do I have to write to cover that? If it was 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 a month, I'm making numbers up. It's not $10,000 a month. But if it was, if you needed, if you needed 120 grand a year, how much AUM do you need? Um, you know, is that 10 million bucks at one and a half percent, 150, depending on the size of your client, do we have to get you five clients, 10 clients, 20 in a year? Do you think if we get you 50 interviews with accountants and attorneys and drip on them, that could turn into 20 clients in 12, 13 months? I think we've proven already that it does. Our business needs to be generating at least a million a year in gross revenue, correct? Says Van. Ideally, so our ideal client is doing seven figures. If you're close, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I just don't want to waste your time. I don't want to have myself or Carl get on a call with you and have you being like, well, I make $36,000 a year. It's not going to work. Um, one, I'm just making it, or I make $24,000 or $36,000 a year. You wouldn't necessarily be able to afford it. I don't want to take, you know, 150, 100%, 150% of your income for this. I want you to already be successful. And at least the mark of million dollar producer is kind of the benchmark in our industry for, you know, the corner office person. I want, at least at the warehouse I came from, I want you to already be successful and to add this to your quiver, your toolbox. I want you to already be doing well so that this is a drop in the bucket. It's not 100% of your marketing budget. It's not 50% of your revenue. I want you to already be successful and this will make you more so. It will take you to a whole new level. But I don't want your last dime. If you're going, do I eat or pay Seth's team this month? I want you eating. I don't want this to be your wife says, hey, let's go out to dinner tonight. And you go, can't. Seth's team has all my money. Then that's too big a percentage of your revenue. So could you do this? with? Do we have clients who are making less than a million dollars a year who do this? Yes, of course. But I don't want it being 30% of your revenue either. Hopefully that kind of answered the question, Van. If you're just starting out or you're about to go out of business, um, if you're just starting out, you probably don't have the money. If you're about to go, if you're like, I'm going to quit, unless this works, don't do it. This isn't going to save you. This is not a short-term play. This isn't write us a check today, make money tomorrow. Um, the podcast and the Dream 50 process are the best professional networking tool I've ever seen. Again, we took Chet Holmes's Dream 100 strategy dream and, and turned it, put it into the 21st century and put it on steroids. Um, it's grown. This isn't public information yet. Um, we can't officially announce till August 15th when it's announced, but we just found out that we made the Inc. 5,000, 5,000 fastest growing companies in the country because of this process. I am a product of this process. I invented this process in my business. It worked uh, in my financial services business and spun off the marketing firm that you are learning from today because it worked so well Lots of other people wanted it. It worked well for their business and grew to the point where it's grown so fast that we're now one of the 5,000 fastest growing privately held companies in the country. Uh, will you be sending a replay of the call today? Yes. So as soon as we're done, the recording will start to render from Zoom. Then we'll upload it to you know the video hosting sites um, and we'll email it out. If not, if you don't get it today, you'll get it tomorrow. But Make sure you check your email. Make sure you check spam. Make sure you check promotions. Make sure you check all those other tabs other than your inbox to find it. Any other questions? Going once. Going twice. Sold. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you learned a lot. Um, most importantly, I hope you implement in your business. If you do it by yourself, let me know how it goes. Um, if you'd like to jump on a call with myself or Carl and look at what it would look like to have us help you. Um, I'll put that URL in the chat again right now. It's yourdream50.com forward slash session dash bonus. There's no cost. There's no sales pressure. Let us see if it makes sense to work together. Um, 
We've actually had clients that I've partnered with. And what I mean by that is we've charged them less of a monthly retainer and made the bulk of our compensation on commission. And what I mean by that is we get some clients have said, we've gotten a rev share, a percentage of the revenue they generate that is directly trackable to this process. So we're getting paid less upfront and much more on the back end in terms of getting a piece of the business that comes in so that we're risking it too. And we're putting skin in the game. And, and you know, if we have a bad month, then we don't get paid. So again, we have a more entrepreneurial model. If that's something that's, we've done that with other RIAs, we can talk about that too. Uh, click that link, go grab that time. And I look forward to seeing you shortly. Thanks everybody. And Katie and Jeff both say thank you. Thank you, Katie and Jeff. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.